Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast. This one on Thursday, October the 28th, 2021. Of course, it is an open date for the Alabama football team, but recruiting, it's a big week for Alabama football recruiting. Perhaps some big news on the horizon for Alabama men's basketball recruiting as well. We'll get into some of that a little bit later with Hank South does an outstanding job for us, of course, at BamaOnline.com helping us cover all things Alabama recruiting. And Hank, as we bring you on here, first and foremost, we know you are a Texas native, or at least if the folks out there didn't know that, they know it now. Uh, But with this World Series, pretty regional, you know, this World Series with Atlanta and Houston, as a Texan, are you an Astros or a Rangers guy? Because you can't be both, right? Yeah. Right, right. Um, I, I'm more of a Rangers guy, and I, I was actually right. talking about this earlier this week. I've never felt any sort of allegiance to any Houston sports. You know, I've always liked the Spurs and San Antonio. I even like the Mavs, sort of, which is probably one of those things you can't do either. Uh, but the Cowboys guy, I've never liked the Texans, never really liked the Astros or the Rockets, but. So I, I, I'm kind of, I've been rooting for Atlanta. I think it's a fun kind of underdog story. They weren't supposed to be there, uh, so I, I think it, I, I'd be happy if Atlanta won it. And hey, it'll make the the Bama Online subscribers happy, and I want them to be happy. So th- there we go. Yeah, uh, heavy heavy Bravo's influence there on the roundtable with us there at BamaOnline.com. No doubt about it. Of course, that series now one one after Houston. One game, two out in H-Town. The series now shifts to the ATL, and we'll see for the Braves. Tough to not get a W with Max Fried on the mound in game two and looking at a couple of bullpen game scenarios, but the same might be true for Houston as well. Still very much up in the air in what is essentially now a five-game series. Hey, you know what else has been talked about here in the last day or so a good bit, Hank? I'm sure this caught your attention. Nick Saban birthday coming up on Sunday Halloween Nick turned 70 on Sunday and I wanted to ask you about that from a recruiting perspective are you hearing anything Hank from recruits from inner circle types in regards to his advanced age and maybe how much longer this guy intends to coach because I thought he made it pretty clear yesterday on the SEC uh, coaches teleconference uh, that he isn't he isn't even considering it at this point. Yeah. No, I think it's funny because as he gets older, I feel like the discussion about when he's actually going to retire among recruits, at least when I, when I'm talking to guys on the phone and in person, they're, they're saying that there's less questions. You know, I, I, I was thinking back to the 2019 class and that there was a few guys that, you know, they were asking coach Saban, you know, how much longer did he have? How much longer? And, you know, I haven't even heard it brought up. Uh, among these 2022 guys. And, you know, we see Saban out there um, offering 2025 kids and that that's not even a topic of discussion, at least not when I'm talking to them, you know, that that's not a concern. So it, it's, it's fascinating. You know, I, I think everyone's just kind of like, you know what, he, he's pretty much going to coach for forever. So uh, I, I don't think they're really worried about it. You know, I, I don't think he, he even really talks about it with kids unless they ask. Um, so yeah, you know, and I feel like the same thing can kind of be said, um, switching gears a little bit. I mean, Tom Brady, I mean, I, I feel everyone's like, okay, he's going to probably just play until he's 50 at this point. He's having one of his best seasons ever. So everyone kind of just stops, stops asking. It's, it's just expected. He's going to keep going and going and going. Um, and I feel like that's kind of the, the same thing with Nick Saban at this point. You know, there, there's not as much questions. It's just, you know, he, he, he's, he's proven he's, he's ready to keep going. And I think they're, they're just excited, you know, just to be recruited by him at this point. 
Yeah, it seemed like the last time the topic was really burning hot, and I don't think it is now. I think it's just a topic because his birthday's coming up and he is right. hitting a mile marker in 70. Was during that 2017 season, at the end of the season there, the 2018 playoff, I guess you could say, when Alabama was taking on Georgia in that championship game in Atlanta, and it had at least whether it was media created or just the narrative on the recruiting trail was really being that sold that way, that this was a passing of the torch, right? This was right. going to be Nick Saban handing it over to Kirby Smart. And Georgia would take it from there. And look, I, that, that may end up being a narrative that's recreated in the upcoming postseason. Who knows? But after Alabama won that game and then followed it up, with another national championship last season, yeah, that was like a uh, a big fire extinguisher effect on that whole deal. And so Nick Saban celebrating a birthday, and as you heard Hank say, not much in regards to concerns from recruits, not just for 2022, 2023, but even farther down the road, say 2024 and 2025. Let's talk about the class of 2022, though, because – Alabama doing a very nice job, as we know, on the recruiting trail, picking up most recently Traquan Fagans, the four-star defensive back out of Thompson High School. But the Crimson Tide coming off a big official visit weekend, Hank, uh, maybe a late surprise in terms of official visitors from last weekend. And how did that sort of play out in terms of what you've been able to gather in retrospect is as far as guys that are uncommitted or maybe flippable guys coming off the weekend? Yeah, you know, I, I think it turned into, you know, entering last week, it was a couple of official visitors, you know, it's going to be a, a decent sized recruiting weekend. And then it turned, it just kind of exploded towards the end of the week. And then, uh, you know, we saw guys like five star offensive tackle Keonta Goodwin show up for an official visit who who's committed to Kentucky. Um, the two guys or three guys we expected throughout the week, Chris McClellan and Isaiah Hastings, the two big time defensive linemen Bama's recruiting, um, Amari Nyblack, the, the tight end commit from Florida, they were expected. And then on Saturday, you know, we were able to report that uh, the Jamarian Miller, the four star running back from uh, Texas, from Tyler, Texas, um, was in, was in town for an official visit, which is, is a pretty big deal. You know, he's been really, really quiet. Um, a lot of these running backs, it seems like Bama recruits from the state of Texas just never want to talk. You know, Jace McClellan never wanted to talk. Kamar Wheaton really never wanted to talk. <laughs> and now we got Jamarian Miller. So he's the next in line of quiet potentially flippable guys. Um, I got Tim Watts calling me on the phone right now. So, uh, no, but, uh, <laughs> decline. Just kidding. You got but, that uh, Schefter, that Schefter <laughs> phone that Hank's got, right. got like four cell phones. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, so we'll see what happens with Jamari Miller. We haven't been able to gauge his feedback on the visit as much. We know he was there. Um, and, you know, he's been pretty firm to Texas. I think he took in a, a visit, maybe an unofficial visit to uh, Oklahoma as well after committing to Texas. So he, he's kind of left that door a little open. Um, you know, you got to think he likes what he's seeing from the Texas run game this year with Bajon Robinson playing pretty well or really well. Um, so, you know, will that keep him firm or, you know, will he see what Brian Robinson's doing, kind of carrying the load for Alabama this season? Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But definitely a guy we're going to be keeping uh, an eye on down the line um, in, in terms of flip watch. Big five-star visitor, also a Kentucky commitment, offensive tackle, Keonta Goodwin made the trip. 
And based on just his social media timeline, seemed like the big man had a good a good time in Tuscaloosa. What are the prospects there potentially? Seems like it's increasingly going towards Bama's favor. I mean, if you followed his t- Twitter timeline, I mean, he it's really fun when when kids kind of give you a play by play. Like sometimes kids come <laughs> in, like Jamarian Miller comes in, we don't hear a peep about it, we don't like see on social media. Yeah. But Keonta Goodwin, he was letting you know what he was doing, where he was, what he was thinking. Like it, it was really refreshing, and it's always fun to kind of get that inside look. You know, he was hanging out with Nick Saban, took a picture with Bryce Young, uh, hung out with Tyler Booker, Doug Marone, the offensive line coach. So got a in, in-depth look at kind of just pictures of, of what Keonta Goodwin was doing. And then he spoke with um, 24/7 Sports' Steve Wilfong after the visit, and, and he's still committed to Kentucky. He didn't flip on the trip or anything, but. He made it very clear that that he's very interested in Alabama. He he's kept the door open on his recruitment as well. I think he's going to Michigan State this weekend for that big game against Michigan. Um, but he even hinted at potentially coming back to Tuscaloosa uh, for another visit in December. So you know, getting him back on campus maybe for an unofficial visit uh, right before the early signing period. I mean, that could be kind of the the dagger that that does it uh, for Kentucky's chances. So we'll see. You know, Bama's had success recruiting against Kentucky. Kentucky obviously has always recruited the offensive line really well. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's usually big time battles when Bama's going up against them, whether it be Judrick Wills, um, even, even Tanner Bowles in the 2019 class was, it was a, a top recruit as well. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens with that, but I, I think Bama fans have to be pretty happy with where things stand at this point. Different open date for sure than a year ago when we were still in this cycle long dead period for the class of 2021. And, Coaches able to get out. We heard Nick Saban on Wednesday talk about how he wanted Monday of this week and Friday of this week to be days in which his staff could get out on the road. So what kind of coverage were you expecting from the coaching staff going into the week? What have we seen maybe to this point early in the week? And what are we looking at for coaches you know, trying to get out on Friday, I would think, and you know, how different is it, not only in terms of it being two years since we've really seen this, but you've had changes in the coaching staff, too, with their respective areas being impacted? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a very active Friday. I think you'll see most of the assistant coaches, if not all of them, at, at a at a game if they haven't already seen kids. You know, they've obviously already gone to some games throughout the fall. You know, it, it's been open for coaches to go out and evaluate since the beginning of September. So we have seen coaches out seeing guys. And, and right now it's in one of those periods where, you know, they can go see them, but they still can't talk to them. So it's more of kind of just a, uh, you know, a, a, a nice gesture, symbolic gesture. You know, Bama shows up, they talk to the coach, they do the academic eval. You got that bump rule where you can say hi, but you can't actually talk to the kids, which is so, I mean, talk about a dumb rule. You know, yeah. if, if, if a coach flies all the way out to California just to see a kid play and, and look at his academic records, that takes what, five minutes. Like, uh, I don't know. That's something that, that's always kind of confused me, but, um, no. So, you know, we'll, we'll see most of the coaches on the road. I, I know for a fact, um, the staff is going to see, and I don't know which coaches yet. I would imagine, uh, Bill O'Brien, maybe Doug Marone, uh, are, are going to see uh, Ty Simpson tomorrow play, um, so that that'll be their their in person eval with him, um, and, and then you know I, I would imagine several others. And, and what they do is you know oftentimes they go to the kids' school in in the morning, they they talk to the coach, look at the transcripts, all that stuff, and then uh, 
and then they come back at night for the game um, for a few minutes. So I, I think you you know you can expect most of the staff throughout the country, you know, guys they haven't already seen, maybe guys they're maybe on the fence about whether you know they're going to push for or even potentially offer late. Um, so you know it, it'll be um, a, a busy recruiting um, evening for Alabama tomorrow. You recently put in a crystal ball for Aaron Anderson to Alabama, the five foot nine, one hundred eighty five pound wide receiver from New Orleans, Louisiana previously committed to LSU and based on your reporting BOL's reporting sounds like he'll be in Tuscaloosa in a couple Saturdays to see Alabama take on the Tigers is that correct yeah and he actually made a, a kind of surprise visit I guess for the Tennessee game last weekend as well um and, and yeah I, I think this one that is one that's pointing right towards Alabama to, to get him you know he was already um, you know, back and forth. He was committed to LSU, decommitted, but he, you know, Bama was pushing hard and, and, and making him think, uh, obviously Ed Orgeron, um, they part ways. So there's, there's confusion that who's going to be at the top, who's going to lead the Tigers next year. He backs off his commitment and, uh, you know, everything's pointing to Alabama being the next choice outside of him just making a commitment. And I think he could be a guy that, 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 you know, commits next. He's still, wanting to visit schools like Florida and Florida state. And I think, I think Texas A&M is in the mix for him as well, but I actually spoke with his, uh, with his mom about a week or so ago. And uh, she said, she's all about Alabama. Like Alabama's her school. That's, that's where <laughs> she wants him to go. But obviously she recognizes that it is his choice, but you know, it never hurts to have uh mom on board um, when making a college decision. And uh, you know, I, I think, Aaron Anderson really likes what he's seeing from Bama's receivers, obviously the track record they've had in recent years. Um, and so, you know, maybe he's going to be a guy I have on commitment watch next weekend when he comes back for the LSU game, he was already um, in town for an official visit back in the summer. Then he came, he actually took two visits, um, maybe three, actually, I think two though, um, in the month of June to Alabama, been back for the Tennessee game and now coming back for LSU. So if you're following the visits, you're kind of following the trends. I think it's pointing to Alabama for Aaron Anderson. It's really interesting, Hank, and I'm sure you've noticed this as well. There isn't much hesitation these days to take sub six foot, even sub five ten receivers. I mean, you yeah. look at Jalen Waddle, you look at Christian Leary, you look at JoJo Earl, and now Aaron Anderson at five nine, one hundred eighty five pounds. When you watch this guy's highlight tape, you understand why he's a sub ten eight guy in the hundred meters. Outstanding player, wide receiver, mostly in the slot, can play outside some as needed. And then, of course, what these kind of guys can do on kick and punt returns. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's a thing where not the biggest guys in the world, but they can impact two phases of the game as compared to, say, just one. So I guess, whereas there was a time where you wondered about the value of guys that were maybe on the smaller side, doesn't seem like this Alabama staff doesn't seem like Nick Saban has any problem going after these guys these days. No, not at all. And I think another, you know, you like you said, you pointed to uh, to Jalen Waddle, and you can look at a guy like Rondale Moore too, who I think is shorter. I think he's like five six, um, who's having a major impact in the NFL on, on the Cardinals right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 and at the end of the day, these guys are playmakers. You know, they, they they they're dangerous in the open field, and you know, Bama recognizes that. And obviously, they had so much success with with Jalen Waddle um, in their offense that you know that they, they want to try that again for sure when, when they can. And Aaron Anderson is a good example of it. Yeah, it's a game about space these days, and you get these guys like Anderson in space and matchups, and they can turn easy touches into explosive plays real quick. Looks like a collaborative effort 
in the recruitment of Aaron Anderson with Pete Golding and Holman Wiggins working there. And you talk about LSU and flippable type guys right now at BamaOnline.com. You need to check out the great piece that Hank South put up just earlier today. Five major recruits Alabama football could flip. We've touched on a few of them here so far on the podcast for more in-depth info on that. Go to BamaOnline.com. Five major recruits Alabama football could flip. Hank's got you covered with that. Uh, LSU. Seems like we're talking a lot about LSU here. But another big official visit weekend shaping up. Uh, Seeing some definitive signs at this point, Hank, in terms of how that weekend might come together from an official perspective. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I, I think there's going to be several guys, you know, we've been expecting and, you know, I, I feel like since June and July, we've already been reporting official visits set for uh, LSU weekend, you know, guys are looking towards that weekend, but I think it could, you know, I think there'll be some, some, you know, shifting around a little bit. Maybe guys move their visits back into December, maybe for the Arkansas weekend um, later in the month of November. But um, in terms of just the, the most notable guys, um, they're still set guys like, um, Earl Little Jr., the big-time cornerback target. Another another guy I think should be on commitment watch next weekend. Um, he's been kind of quiet in the last few months, um, but you know he wasn't shy about naming Bama his leader in the summer, um, and, and that still appears to be the case pretty heavily. His teammate, who I think is is going to be one of the most interesting guys in terms of tied targets to watch down the stretch, Marvin Jones Jr., um, who, who, big-time edge rusher from American Heritage. He'll be in town with her a little on his official visit, <clears throat> and I, I think he's a guy Bama could really potentially take a, a step forward for maybe kind of one of those late runs like they had um, in, in the 2021 cycle with uh, Keanu Coat. Late, in, you know, flip him. He obviously Marvin Jones isn't committed right now, but you know Bama was able to to, to flip Keanu Coat from LSU late in the cycle. Uh, maybe have that same magic with with Marvin Jones Jr. Get some momentum for him um, towards the end. A big defensive lineman from the state of Indiana, Caden Curry. He's expected in in town. Um, I think you'll see some Bama commits take some officials. Maybe Jeremiah Alexander, Elijah Brown, um, and then of course Damani Jackson, the five-star cornerback committed to USC. Uh, that's been a long-awaited official visit. Uh, he he was in town um, for an unofficial visit for a few days back in the summer. I actually spoke to his dad um, a couple weeks ago, and he actually had some really interesting comments. Um, you know, I kind of asked him, you know, how has the Clay Helton stuff impacted? Or, you know, how how is that? playing a factor in this. And he said, um, well, it, it's up to Damani to, you know, he, he, he's, he's essentially going to be on a rebuilding team. They're going to hire a new coach. It usually takes three to four years to kind of get settled in. And his dad said, does Damani want to be a part of that? Or does he want to go somewhere that's, you know, as established right now, um, with everything. So I thought that was really interesting. Michigan's also trying to flip Damani Jackson, uh, but Alabama's going to have him on campus next weekend, um, for the LSU game. So it'll be a massive weekend. You know, I think it'll be one of those weekends where, you know, there's, probably 50 plus guys on campus that that could probably commit whether it be in this class or uh 2023 or even beyond so it, it'll be uh definitely a, a a big one this fall before we get out of here we need to talk some alabama men's hoops recruiting and it looks like nate oates looking to build on an earlier commitment from five-star point guard Jaden bradley where his next recruiting hall is concerned I guess we have Brandon Miller on Commitment Watch, the five-star small forward from Antioch, Tennessee, Cane Ridge High School. 
That one, I guess, Hank, supposed to go down on Monday around high noon central. Yeah, it's going to be uh, on CBS Sports HQ, so we'll be able to live stream it and watch it, watch it as it happens. But um, yeah, Brandon Miller, um, Alabama legacy, was on campus last month for uh, for his official visit. Um, he was actually almost about to announce a decision. I think on the at the end of September, decided to hold off. I know Kansas was trying to make a late push for him. He wanted to take a visit out to Lawrence. He wanted to do his G League visit, which I'm not sure what a G League visit entails, but apparently there is one. Um, so he he wanted to do that. But um, Bama still seems to be in a pretty good spot for him ahead of next week. Um, you know, I, I think they kind of took hold of that momentum in the month of September. And uh, I don't, I don't, despite him moving his date back, I, I don't think they really let go of that. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but um, definitely Bama fans will want to tune in on, on Monday to see, uh, to see him announce. So there you go. Hank South, as always doing a super job for us, not only here on the Bama online podcast, but of course, right there at B O L again, he's got the five major recruits, Alabama football could flip. With this 2022 cycle, the light at the end of the tunnel, Hank, not that far away, I guess, when you consider how active the early signing period in December is these days. But certainly a lot still could unfold, and we'll have you covered with Hank South, Tim Watts, and our outstanding staff there at BamaOnline.com. As always, thanks a lot, Hank. Appreciate it, Travis. If you haven't already, how about a subscription to the Bama Online Podcast, simple as a click or two. And if you'd leave us a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate that as well. For Hank South, Travis Ryer, hoping you have a great open date weekend, and we'll catch up with you again right here on the Bama Online Podcast real soon.